are on this series called Pathways, and today we are on part two. You see, 20 years ago, I'm going to get to tell you what we're doing, but 20 years ago, you never heard the expression emotional intelligence, did you? EQI, emotional intelligence. We've heard of IQ, right? That's cognitive intelligence. But there's been a new and evolving study of our emotional intelligence and why that is important and why it is becoming uh, an interesting topic today is because many of us have not been taught, many of us do not have the tools, many of us have not uh, understood that our emotions are a gift from God, that our emotions, our emotional being talks to us and speaks to us in many ways our emotions, we're now discovering, um, have a way to either hijack us or propel us into relationships that bind together or relationships that blow apart. Today, we're going to be talking about our emotional health. See, I think it's the, the greatest two commandments that Jesus summed up in Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, when somebody was saying, well, what does it mean to be saved? And Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Summing it up, love God and love people. And, and if this is what he's saying, that if we get really good at loving God and really good at loving people, that that is where we can have assurance of our, our peace with God. Then it goes on, well, who's our neighbor? And it goes on to then talk about the, the good Samaritan and and our care for each other, and how do we have right relationships. But, but I know in my own journey that I haven't always loved super well. And I also have wondered why it is that sometimes I have broken relationships when I think I'm stewarding those relationships well, only to find that somehow there was some miscommunication or misunderstanding, and, and a relationship began to get fractured and instead of us being brought together, which really should be a, a reflection of the kingdom of God, is people working together in unity and harmony and understanding each other and appreciating each other, these relationships began to divide. It made me start to realize that maybe, maybe I didn't have the tools or maybe, how come, how come this kept coming up? Well, let me tell you, two years ago, I went on a little journey. Um... There's enough pain that goes on in your life that at some point in time you start to start perking up a little bit and say, God, what are you trying to teach me here? By the way, pain is, is not a bad thing. But two years ago, I went on this journey to do some deep work in my life, and, and I was realizing that, that as much as I thought that I was caring for people well, I found out that I wasn't caring for people as well as I thought. So this uh, made me start to question. I I've always been a very confident person. Um, on the EQI scale, scale, it's like, how, how well do you view yourself? I have no problem viewing myself in high esteem. <laughs> I've learned to then come back to reality and realize that maybe I was viewing myself in too high of esteem. But there's something about when I started doing that deep work and understanding, maybe I asked the question, maybe is there something broken inside of me? Like, why, what's going on in here? And, and then I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't a broken thing in me. You know, I, I was feeling these emotions. I just didn't have the tools. 
and the communication skills to know how to help navigate what I was feeling on the inside and bring it up in a way that brought relationships together, bigger, more trust and uh, greater unity in relationships, and it began to divide. And, and I knew that was not on God's heart. I knew that wasn't on God's heart, so I said, I'm going to do the hard work. Two years ago, I, I took this on a recommendation, this Emotionally Healthy Relationships course. We now have that as one of our pathway courses here at Grace Capital Church, and kind of I'm going to be unpacking what you learn a little bit in that one. Remember, the Pathways series is going through taking all of our Pathway courses and unpacking the aha moments from the people in our class and the truths from it, and just kind of giving you a taste so you know what to sign up for. So what I found was, um, was I just didn't have, I felt, so I, I, was, I was understanding my feelings, but I didn't know how to take what I was feeling on the inside and know how to express externally that would bring relationships together. You see, that we all have feelings. And now, uh, on a Myers-Briggs scale, I'm an ENTJ. Extrovert, intuitive, T is a thinker, J, judging. So um, those, those ENTJs are good and bad. <laughs> They make great leaders, but they're also bulldogs um, and not tempered well. They can actually hurt a lot of people. And so I'm this thinker, so when you talk about feelings, I want to go the other way. Who has time for feelings, right? But God made feelings. Emotions are a gift from God. And I think that was my challenge. See, I grew up in a home that, that we really focused on positive emotions Positive feelings, I, I never heard my parents fight, ever. I never heard my parents talk negatively. And so I, I brought, was brought up in this super positive environment. But what I struggled with is, as, especially as a kid, I had all these feelings on the inside, but because it was never modeled to how do we talk about those difficult feelings, that I thought that maybe you just, you just suppress them. My MO, there's two things that happened in my life when I would start feeling this conflict, anxiety, stress on the inside. I would either go super positive or I would just get uh, critical. I'd get controlling. And I would, um, my family would probably say that I was a sourpuss, <laughs> right? So, so, but I've learned, I've learned. I've learned that God is trying to communicate through all of our emotions. And by the way, Jesus himself had the variety of emotions, not just positive ones, not just like the, the good ones of good feelings, of feelings of peace, energy, joy, creativity, but the difficult emotions like sadness, anger. It, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. Did you know it's okay to be angry? I, I don't think I knew it was okay to be angry. <laughs> I mean, I've read that scripture, but again, it was like, because if you're angry, then what does that mean? Do you, do you like fly off the handle? What is that, what's that emotion all about? But Jesus modeled it in a healthy way for us. And so it's not about, and here's the other challenge I had. I began to look at emotions as either some good emotions, and then I found the difficult ones would be bad emotions. And the reality is they're all they're all either positive, I mean, sure, they're not all, but you'll either have 
pleasurable emotions or you'll have difficult emotions, but they're all God speaking to us in those emotions. But here's the challenge. Unprocessed emotions can be very destructive. This is for all of us, by the way. I'm telling you a little bit of my story, but each one of you are going to find yourself in this because unprocessed emotions can be very destructive. And if we're to love the way that Jesus has asked us to love, we have to understand our own emotions. We do. We have to understand them. Otherwise, we're going to have feelings, and we don't know how to navigate them. We don't know how to process them. And then we either will treat people with ill ill spill out. It either come out through sarcasm, uh, bitterness, um, coarse joking. It It will just spill out in negative places. That hurts relationships. But the emotionally healthy relationships course, actually what it did for me is it understood what these emotions were and how do you articulate them? How do you bring them to the surface? I want to show you a picture of an iceberg up here. Do you realize the iceberg, 90% of an iceberg is under the surface? In many ways, this is the way our emotional life is. We know how to navigate what people see On the top 10%, that's what people see of our life, but the 90% of everything we're feeling on the inside, a lot of times gets pent up inside. Why do you think that we have um, so much depression? Why do we have so much anxiety? Why do we have so many counselors and psychiatrists? It's because we've never been trained to know how to navigate and never been given the tools to talk about these emotions. Now, I believe that Jesus himself gave us the tools. But maybe, maybe you just grew up in a home where it was like, for a guy, um, it's not okay to show feelings of sadness, like especially a sappy movie, right? Guys, don't cry. Boys, don't cry. What was that starting to tell us? Or when boys would get hurt and, and they would start, don't cry, boys, don't cry. What does it tell you? It's not okay to feel those emotions. But our emotions are actually the Holy Spirit speaking to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in our feelings. And he wants us to feel both the pleasurable feelings as well as the difficult feelings. So this is how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. It's like, what are you feeling right now? And then how are you responding? So what that means is, if you're going to ask that question, what am I feeling right now and how are you responding? You first of all have to understand what the feeling is that you're feeling. In our class, this is a little exercise that we do. We have to practice this with with a partner in the class and we have to talk about a situation and, and what feelings we have. Thankfully, in the back of the book that we have, there's a whole cheat sheet of feeling emotions because a lot of us don't even know how to articulate the emotion that we're feeling. One of our class um, members said, because I asked the question last week, what's the thing that you want um, the congregation to hear or the big takeaway? And one person said, the big takeaway is that I really needed to exercise my feeling muscles because I came to realize I don't know how to articulate what I'm feeling. And I don't think that comes naturally, especially in a society that tells you, don't feel, just mask your pain, right? Just cover it up. Cover it up. 
The other thing the Holy Spirit will say to us in, in, in responding to how he speaks to us in our feelings is, what does my reaction tell me about me? So when you're feeling something and then you're feeling a reaction, what does that tell you about you? Who you are, what you value, what's important to you? That's a big one. You see, I think Jesus got angry when he cleared the temple, which by the way, the kids are in kids' church are learning about that today. But when he cleared the temple, flipped over tables, he was angry because he had a value that his father's house was going to be treated a certain way. And the way his father's house was being treated wasn't. So it stirred anger in him, and that righteous anger came to the surface. So I grew up in a home that was always positive, right? We didn't know how to navigate or we didn't talk about a lot of those more difficult emotions. But maybe you grew up in a different environment. Maybe the way stress was handled or anxiety was handled in your home was through outbursts of yelling. Anybody there? You don't have to raise your hands, right? Some of that's cultural too, but, but maybe that's the way your family um, grew up. Or maybe it was uh, the time that to deal with difficult emotions, then there's substance misuse. Or the way to cope with the pain was workaholism. It's true. Or maybe it was like keep moving from house to house to house because as long as you're preoccupied and moving around, it gives you a numbness to not have to really focus on the emotions that you're feeling or maybe changing jobs all the time. Anything to distract you from your feeling. But learning to understand what lies beneath, working those feeling muscles, realize that God is wanting to speak to you in those emotions. And when you can learn to navigate them, when you can learn to understand what they are and name them and talk about it and then clearly communicate that, and that's the beautiful thing about this Emotionally Healthy Relationships course, it gives you tools. Every week's another tool that you learn to know how to articulate and you practice it. But it gives you these tools to begin to unpack how do I have these conversations that are honoring, that I don't lose myself, that you don't become a people pleaser, but you can articulate what you're feeling, what's important to you, your values, and how to negotiate and talk about them. For me, I, I have been teaching this um, I won't be teaching this time, but I've been teaching this three times now. And the reason being, offering this is because I needed a lot of work. <laughs> I needed a lot of skills to be able to help. But I have to say, I know Pastor Richie's tuning his guitar. But I know for Pastor Richie and I, we took this together. And that was a thing. That was a catalyst that really built our relationship. That it went from just, hey, we're employees working together to really a friendship and knowing how to articulate things and communicate things. You listen to me, Pastor Richie? All right, I just want to make sure. I, I want to just make sure that they thought that this was a good thing, like I wasn't making something up. Love you, Pare. All right. Pare means friend. Right in Filipino, friend? Okay, yeah. Whew, I got nervous there. He kept my back to me as like... Maybe I wasn't doing as well as I thought. <laughs> uh, but it's worked, obviously, in my marriage, too, and uh, my relationship with my kids. We have deeper conversations now as a family with my kids, and 
They'd always like, oh, dad's working on one of these emotionally healthy skills, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, but it's good. It's good. But I think the thing that I love the most is my relationship with the Lord has gotten closer. Because he meets me in those deepest places of my emotions, of my feelings. And instead of me masking them with like positivity or masking them with um, busyness or working a lot, I can rest in them and allow Jesus to speak to me in them. And I get to discover something about me. I get to discover something about God. I get to discover something about other people. And it brings the relationships together. See, when Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, that all of the commandments are summed up in those two things, that we need to learn to love each other a whole lot better. And I'm still growing, I'm still learning, but I, I really encourage you, if you want to take on the challenge of, of growing in that way, that you want to take the emotionally healthy relationships course. Part of that is you do a daily devotional, like two minutes of silence, which is really good at the beginning, and you, you think you can't just be silent for two minutes without your mind wandering. It's hard initially. Um, but I just want to read an excerpt from this. Uh, from this devotional. It says this, when we're suffering, one of the most powerful tools we have available to us is the ability to find meaning and embrace hope in the midst of it. This was both the insight and the lived experience of Viktor Frankl, a psychiatrist and a survivor of four Nazi concentration camps. Only one in 28 people who entered the camps emerged alive. Frankl witnessed that those who knew there was a task waiting for them to fulfill, they're most likely to survive. The prisoner who lost hope in the future, his future was doomed. With his loss of belief in the future, he lost his spiritual hold. He let himself decline and became subject to mental and physical decay. Whenever there was an opportunity for it, one had to give them a why an aim for their lives in order to strengthen them to bear the terrible how of their experience. Woe to him who had no more sense of life, no aim, no purpose, therefore no point of carrying on. He was soon lost. It did not really matter what we expected from life, but rather what life expected from us. Now, this is really important. I think sometimes our emotional life, when we like bury some of our feelings, we lose out on what those feelings are trying to communicate to us, what God is trying to communicate to us through life. Life ultimately means to fulfill the tasks which it constantly sets for each individual. A man who becomes conscious of the responsibility he bears towards a human being who affectionately waits for him or to unfinished work will never be able to throw his life away. He knows the why for his existence and will be able to bear almost any how. They form man's destiny, which is different and unique for each individual. Thus, man's main concern, you'll see this on the slide, is not to gain pleasure or to avoid pain, but rather to see a meaning in his life. 
Too often in our Western society, we don't like those difficult emotions, those painful things. We try to mask it, we try to run away from it, we try to avoid it, we break relationships so we don't have to feel it. And the reality, that's not our purpose. We have to say, what are those emotions telling us about us, about God, about our purpose, about our existence? And at the end of the day, when we have the right tools and the right ability to understand our own emotions and articulate them, then we find our relationships get closer and there's healing, there's unity, it's building trust. For too often, we've seen churches split. After all, Grace Capital Church went through some rocky times there too. And I have to say, some of that was because we didn't know how to articulate and how to share what we were feeling on the inside. Marriages crumble, best friends break their relationships. Why? Because they're feeling something and they don't know how to articulate it. They lose hope, pain's too great, and so they mask the pain, run away. And then the very thing that we're called to as believers, as followers of Jesus, is to love God well and love other people well. We fail to do that. But I believe there's hope for us. If there's hope for me, there's hope for you. (laughs) And I have learned so much. And I've been on this journey for a while now, for two years. And I'll tell you, my relationships are deeper, more meaningful. And I want to encourage you to sign up for this Emotionally Healthy Relationships class. It will require you to go into places that maybe you've buried. You will look at your past. You will look up your family of origin. You'll begin to discover these things on the inside, beneath the surface, that really Jesus wants to speak to us about. But I believe that you are willing to take the challenge, and you'll say yes. My heart is that everybody this spring gets into one of our life groups. It's where growth happens. It's where life transformation happens. And I just happen to think a whole lot of emotionally healthy relationships because it's changed my life. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road, we just wanna say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We wanna say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community gather people together, and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.